Hey folks, it's Adam Summer for the Heartland Pod. This episode is a very special chat edition of the show. I have three of our Missouri House candidates. These are folks running for the Missouri House of Representatives, the state legislature. And uh, this is going to kick off our series. We're going to have several of these episodes where you get to hear from the folks who are out there running for those state-level offices, super-duper important races, Lots of really good folks out there who are trying to do the work and working hard to go and represent us in Jefferson City and make sure the supermajority doesn't come back. So we're going to get to those folks in just a minute. Let's go. Welcome back to the Heartland Pod. This is Adam Summer. I am your host. Thanks for stopping by. Thanks for joining us if you are new to the show, we're happy to have you. We're happy that you have come to hang out and see what we're all about. Uh, I hope you like it. I hope you like what you find and you stick around and you subscribe and you rate us five stars and you tell every one of your friends and family and, uh, you know, you're still, you're still early enough to this, to this gig. Uh, we're still just small enough that it's, you know, you're kind of, kind of on the cutting edge if you know about us, right? You want to be there, don't you? You want to be the one that says, Hey, remember when I told you about that thing? That was the one that was me. I knew I was cool like that. I knew that stuff. Uh, so this episode is a chat episode, and this is going to have three different candidates. We have uh, Andy Layton, we have Ann Zimfer, and we have Adrian Plank. And actually, the order is Adrian, Andy, Ann. Uh, Adrian from the 47th, Andy from the 147th, and Ann from the 95th. These are all folks who are running at the state level. They're running for the House of Representatives for the state of Missouri legislature that meets in Jefferson City. And uh, folks who pay attention will know back in 2020, that body was under a super majority, which meant that Democrats literally couldn't do anything. Uh, and, dem- you know, technically the Republicans could have done whatever they wanted. Now, that did break itself. Uh, and this cycle is really about making sure that doesn't happen again. And that's what these folks are all trying to do. Uh, and that's the first step in, you know, in the direction of turning the ship around. Uh, so to speak. We've had a state under Republican control for a long time, and the results kind of speak for themselves right now. So uh, it's time to to get some folks in there who can stand up and, and help us do the right thing. So uh, if you're new to us, make sure you check us out on Twitter at the Heartland Pod. Find us with heartlandpod.com. And if you really like what we're doing, we're trying to change the conversation out there on politics in the heartland. And if you, if you really like what we're doing, you can go to heartlandpod.com. You can sign up for our Patreon and you can subscribe over there, uh, two, five, 10, 20 bucks a month, or you can pay for a yearly subscription and you can get extra stuff by doing so, uh, as well. When you do that, uh, we're also on Facebook, Instagram, and TikTok with the Heartland Pod. All right, let's get to the chats with Adrian, Andy, and Ann. Let's have a chat. All right, we're here for uh, one of our Mo House series interviews, and I have got Adrian Plank. He's running in the Missouri 47th House District. Adrian, thanks for joining me, and uh, how you doing there? Oh, I'm doing fantastic. So let's uh, give everybody the basics here. Uh, I've, I've said the name, but let's give us the name, the district, uh, where folks can find you on the web, Twitter, that kind of stuff. All right. So uh, I'm Adrian Plank. I'm running for Missouri State House 47th District. This is my third run. Uh, the district uh, is parts of Columbia, the, the west and north parts of Columbia, Boone County. <clears throat> The district has been redrawn blue. It was red. I run in a red 
uh, twice at, at when it was read and it was able to get 43% of the vote. Um, and so now that it's been redrawn blue, which is unheard of, uh, of course, I'm running again. I just won a primary election uh, by a total of 48 votes. So it's been a tough go, but um, we're going to keep moving. So why do you feel led to run for office? You said this is not your first time going through this. So what, what gets you off the couch and into the process? <clears throat> well, you know, back, back when I first decided to run in my first election, you know, I had my own business for 10 years. Uh, I lost that business um, in the Bush Republican recession of 08. And so I finally dissolved it by 2010. Um, and I realized that, you know, the working class and small businesses really, you know, first of all, didn't get bailed out. Second of all, um, public policy affects uh, American lives and it affected mine and there was nothing I could do about it. Mm-hmm. And so I was down and out, didn't know what to do. So I got political and I've been running ever since. What do you think qualifies you to represent in your district? What is it that, that makes you the person that should go to Jefferson city and, and be that voice? Well, first of all, I've lived in central Missouri my entire life. So I just turned 49 um, and I'm familiar um, with rural politics and I'm familiar with uh, urban politics. Uh, so um, with that being said, um, you know, I feel like the, the, the representation that we've had in the 47th has been focused on what national politics has to offer. Right. And so our, um, and I always felt this way that whenever you focus your politics on national politics, you're really not representing your constituents. And that's what we run into here. Um, and so my previous opponent who is now termed out was what I call a Sean Hannity Republican. So he grandstanded national policies and, uh, instead of saying, Hey, well, Brochport needs this Harrisburg needs this, you know? And so as far as my, what qualifies me? First of all, you got to recognize the issues that are important to the constituents, and uh, from there, my small business uh, accomplishments or failures uh, will help me recognize what's good and bad for the working class. So you talked about the small business aspect and the working class. Is that the issue that drives you the most, or is there something else that sort of, you know, when it's too hot or it's raining or whatever it is, you know, that that keeps you putting that one foot in front of the other? You know, originally it was all about the working class because I'd been through hard times uh, and I didn't want anybody else to have to go through that. Um, But now it's about the dedication and the determination and uh, not giving up because, I, you know, I feel like a lot of candidates run one time, they lose, they're done. And so I think that continued effort in putting out the name and the recognition and, and talk about the policies and the things that uh, your constituents have told me or as a candidate um, and what, what needs to be pushed forward at the state house in order to help the community. So what do you think makes you the right choice for your district over your opponents? You know, why, you know, why should they vote for you? Well, I think if you're talking Republican opponents, um, we'll go back to that same issue. You know, you're, you're talking about, you know, my previous opponent, Chuck Basie, uh, he grandstanded a few issues with CRT. He called teachers unions liars. He went after the superintendent here in Columbia. Um, and so if you're 
if you're looking to grandstand and not part of the solutions and you're just looking to create problems, then uh, that makes me better qualified because I'm not going to do that. We're going to we're going to have conversations and we're going to talk about solutions and uh, we're going to we're going to try and make things better instead of grandstanding and make things worse. So how can folks best assist you with that? You know, if folks want to get involved. Uh, you know, you, you've given out some contact info, but what's what's the quickest way to get a hold of you? Do you have a, you know, uh, Twitter or somebody they can get with? And, and what would mean the most right now? Is it money? Is it door knocking? Is it, you know, what would make the difference for you, do you think? Well, you know, donations are always important. Um, and I've always felt like my grassroots approach uh, on getting small donations was a, was a good way to go. So um, door knocking, a volunteer helping with mailers and, 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 and things like that. Like right now we're working on mailers, putting stamps on addresses, uh, stuffing envelopes um, and that sort of thing. That's to me, that's almost more important. It's just, uh, it just is because you, you can uh, keep people active. They feel like they're contributing uh, to a great cause and uh, to make change. And, um, and so you know, I was able to win my primary because I personally knocked 4,300 doors. And so, uh, yes, and that's unheard of for a candidate to yeah, do that's, that. That's a number. And that's, you know, that's uh, that's how I won. I had, obviously, I had, we knocked about 6,500 doors, so I had volunteers for the rest of them. But um, that candidate to constituent face-to-face conversations is not only how you win primaries, but it's also how you beat big money Republicans. And so... You know, I've run two elections, so um, at the last two weeks of an election, Republicans spend God's money. Super PACs spend lots of money. They spend a million dollars to beat me. How do you overcome that? Well, you have to knock doors. You have to be in front of people so they know who you are, and they say, no, that's not the Adrian Plank I know. Yeah. And so and he's here to represent. So in order to beat that big money, the most important thing to me is to have not just me door knocking, but having volunteers coming behind me and door knocking again. Uh, so they've already talked to me and then they confirmed that, Hey, we need you to vote in this state. And these are the issues. And so that's, that's the most important part for any candidate as far as I'm concerned. What do you see for your district? If, if they send a Republican back to Jeff city, uh, where do you see your district going? Well, it'll be stagnant again. You know, we've, uh, you know, they're going to grandstand the same issues. Um, when it comes to black history, um, going and defunding our schools and trying to move to a for-profit system. Uh, and so I just don't see if we can pick up our seats, you know, we take them from a supermajority to a majority. If we pick yeah. up several more, you know, then we, we can play offense instead of defense. And I think, you know, the Democrats who are elected now have had a tough time in, in trying to have the right strategies in order to bad to block bad policy. And so, and that's, and that's a horrible feeling to be in and, and I feel sorry for them. So we, you know, we have to, we have to win. So, you know, now that the district's been redrawn blue, we have an honest chance of winning and uh, they're going to spend a ton of money to keep that seat as Republicans and super PACs. And so, you know, we just, we need as much help as we can get. Very good. Well, Adrian Plank, thank you very much. Thanks for your time. Thanks for joining me on the pod and uh, we wish yeah. you the best of luck and looking forward to uh, what you get done over there. Man, I appreciate it. Holler at me anytime. Sounds good. All right. We're here for our 
Missouri House Series chats. I have got Andy Layton here. And uh, Andy, why don't you uh, just give us the basics, uh, make sure I'm saying your name right, and uh, tell us where, you know, your web, any Twitter info, and just kind of a real quick bio of who you are. Okay, well, my name is Andy Layton, and I'm going to spell that out in just a moment. Uh, I'm running for House District 147 in Cape Girardeau. My website is at upballot.com backslash Andy, A-N-D-Y hyphen Layton, L-E-I-G-H-T-O-N. And you can go there and select the updates button and see all the attention our campaign is getting. Excellent. Excellent. So what is it for you? What, what made you feel led to run for office? Well, I did run in 2020 and I feel like we did very well. We lost, of course, uh, in Cape Girardeau, um, very uh, conservative area, relatively speaking. Um, However, we are also a very diverse community and uh, my campaign garnered about 1500 votes more than any other Democrat or combination of Democrat and Libertarian candidate in the previous 10 years. Um, and also uh, at least a point and a half higher. Um, Then in, uh, as 2022 came around, uh, of course, (laughs) here's the thing, uh, January 6, 2021 happened, uh, and it became uh, clear that Leighton for Democracy needed to be born, and so it was. Very good. So what do you think qualifies you to represent your district? Well, I have lived here for 27 years. Uh, It is true that I was not born here, but I've raised my children here uh, all the way uh, through high school and one of them through college at Southeast Missouri State. Um, I've been involved in my community uh, in terms of, uh, we were involved in scouting uh, through Cub Scouting all the way and then into um, Boy Scouts uh, with at least one of my sons who became a life scout. That's just sort of a eagle. Yeah. Um, our children were involved in soccer and little league baseball uh, through eighth grade and then um, went on to um, high school track and field. We were leaders and or volunteers with all of those organizations. Um, working right along with other children in the community. Uh, and through the time that I've been here, I've become aware of the needs of our community, I believe, in a, in a, in a way that uh, is just not being reflected by the current leaders, yeah. especially in our house district. So what's an issue for you? Just, you know, one issue, give us the, the very simple version of the one that drives you the most every day. Well, um, <laughs> The one that drives me the most every day right now is uh, equality in healthcare or healthcare equality, if you will. Um, and of course, that has to do with the uh, Supreme Court of the United States decision on overturning Roe v. Wade. Uh, there's been a lot of protests here in town, and it's become quite an issue um, in our campaign. What is it about you? Obviously, uh, you know. Voting numbers are fairly predictable across a lot of districts in Missouri, uh, but you've done this before. And so what is your pitch that makes you the right choice for your district as opposed to your opponents? 
Well, Cape Girardeau is the largest city for any direction and nearly 100 miles. I mean, you have to get up to St. Louis as far as Evansville, Indiana, um, you know, any direction you go. Uh, and so we're more of a cosmopolitan small community than any other city around us for a, a good distance. Um, and so in that respect, very different. We're still a small town. You can go 10 minutes in any direction and, you know, be out in the country. Mm -hmm. um, and so we do have a lot in common uh, with our rural neighbors. Um, however, uh, we are different in that, uh, and let me just say this, we don't have a representative right now. Our representative took a state job and we've been unrepresented for over a year. And one of the things the governor and local officials said is, well, you'll still have a senator. Well, sure, a senator who's 90% of her district is not Cape Girardeau and is right. far more rural than our city. Um, we also have, you know, two representatives in our county. One represents the rural county district uh, portion of the county. And again, very different attitudes about different um, you know, issues. We have a lot in common, but there are things different and our community needs a, a better representative in a better representation in the state house. Yeah, it sounds like some representation would be nice and certainly you're, you're, you're geared up for that. Uh, so if folks want to want to help out, uh, you mentioned the upballot.com slash Andy uh, hyphen Layton, uh, and we'll have a link in the show notes for that. Looks like there's a donation, a volunteer button and an update button. Uh, what what do you need the most right now? Is it, you know, is it, hey, we could we could really use fill in the coffers so we can get signs out? Is it postcards, door knocking, phone calls, text banking? What's the thing that you think would help you the most? Well, we need all of those things, but um, you know, we're running out of time. We're we're inside of ninety days now. We need cash so that we can buy things. We do not have enough cash right now to buy literature, uh, which we hope to you know hit the ground running the last sixty days. We've got literature ready. We just don't have it to print. Um, and um, we will raise money. We've got money coming, but we need more right now. We've got uh, yard signs available, and those will pop up all over our district uh, Labor Day weekend. We've got a few out now, but more to come, and we've got the, the places to put them. Um, we'd like to buy radio time to be on the air at least the last 10 days of the election. And, you know, it's not very, it's not super expensive here, so we can get a lot of action out of not much money. Yeah. We were on six radio stations for two days for less than 500 bucks. Yeah. Uh, last election cycle. Um, we'd love to have a billboard uh, right in the middle of downtown. We're not going to be an expensive campaign and we're getting a lot of media attention. Um, we've had a couple of debates during the primary season, which basically myself and a libertarian candidate versus the three GOP candidates now down to just one. Thankfully, the uh, Trump uh, uh, the Trumper lost big time. Um, well, it's great that folks are engaging in that race and, and willing to debate and willing to, you know, I think politics is always better when people are willing to actually talk and have conversations about it and debate the ideas. So uh, that's that that 
in and of itself is a good thing. Uh, so Andy Layton, District 147, uh, links are in the show notes, upballot.com slash Andy Layton. Uh, check him out. And uh, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for jumping on the pod. And we wish you the best of luck out there. Thank you, Adam. Really appreciate the opportunity and best wishes to you. All right. I have here as part of our Missouri House candidate interview series, I've got Ann Zimfer. She's running for the Missouri House. Ann, thanks for joining me. How are you doing? I'm doing well. Thanks for having me. So what district are you running in? Let's start there. Okay. I'm running in the 95th district, and that is the farthest south in South St. Louis County. Um, I incorporate Oakville. That was a big piece of it. And with redistricting, we now go over into the Tesson Ferry area as well. Okay. Okay. Very good. Uh, so let's, let's, we'll get to the contact info here in a little bit, but let's start with something really basic. Why yeah. do you feel led to run for office? What is it that, that initially gets you to do that? That's a good question. I ran in 20 as well. Initially, it was because we needed a Democrat on the ballot in this area. We could not let that go again. Um, There were too many ballots across the state without Democrats. Now, there's even more to it. Um, I'm doing this because we need a different voice. And I'm really passionate about the democratic piece of that and how we're, how we're seeing that in our state and how important that is. So what do you think qualifies you? You know, like you said, you've done this, tried to do it before. Now Mm -hmm. it's time you're kind of looking at it differently. What do you think qualifies you to represent your district? And that's a really good question. Thank you. I find that I am uniquely qualified. That's how I'd like to say it. (laughs) I'm qualified one, um, because of my life experiences and because of my teaching career. I found after 20 that what I had done in the classroom and in the school district where I worked, all of that brought me to this. And everything that I do every day when I'm out talking to people, um, that brings me to that again. I've been an advocate um, for teachers and for students. Of course, I've, I've sat across the table from parents for a number of years talking to them about their concerns. Yeah. So that listening ear, ear is there. Um, I also, I worked within our NEA. I was a negotiator with our negotiations team. So I think that brings another piece to that. Yeah. Um, and and well, I'm a parent of a child, now adult with special needs. That gives me another hat. I have these all of these hats and all of these experiences that have layered me to come to this place. What this whole job is for, the job that I'm interviewing for basically, is about listening to people and being able to take what I know and I guess help them or advocate or scaffold for them. Yeah. I like that comparison of the teacher. I'm, I'm married to an educator myself and, and I like mm-hmm. that comparison of a teacher and a representative where there is sort of that hierarchy of, you know, the teacher is sort of the the lowest level, right, of the school sort of functionality. I mean, obviously there's support staff, but if you're talking right. about, you know, the decision-making tree in a school, the Correct. house representative and the classroom teacher sort of sit on the same mm-hmm. level there. Yeah. And then you've sort of got your school building administration is almost like your senators. And then you've got your district mm-hmm. administration, uh, you know, you're kind your, of like the governor's office. office. Yeah, exactly. Office. Yeah. And that, that synthesis of information that has to go from, you know, you've got 30 kids and 60 or 
70, 80, depending on the situations, right? Parents and step parents and grandparents and everybody Correct. else who's involved. And you've got to distill that down and bring the stuff that that matters to the top. So I, I think there's a huge connection there. Huge. Connection. Right. And you, you have to you have to balance because all of those people are individual then as right. well. Right. You're, you're working as a group, but then you're also looking at what they need individually. So, yeah, I I have found more and more that I can compare those two and take what I have and apply it. So what's the issue, you know? whether it's, you know, a, a hot Missouri day or a rainy day or whatever's going on <laughs> and you've got to still be out there campaigning. You've got to still be getting the message sure. out there. What's the issue that gets you to keep putting one foot in front of the other? Oh my gosh. I, I feel like that's so, um, gosh, it's so varied and it seems like it changes every day as we get out and talk to people. To me, I say education is one of my top things, and I don't just mean that in a classroom setting. We know that that is very important as we're moving forward in Missouri right now. But even even the piece, and I, I don't want this to sound as though I'm this um, all all knowing being, but being able to educate folks in in what we need to do as we're moving forward. So yes, education is a big piece of that. But I feel like this job is going to be so much more than just representing people and letting people know that I am representing their thoughts and ideas in this area. Um, you are taking yourself and you're putting yourself into then that statewide place where you have to be the advocate for all of the people that you're representing. So what makes you the right choice to be that voice as opposed to your opponent in your district? Why is Anzim for the right choice? You know, we talked about your qualifications, yeah. but yeah. why are you really the right choice? Because I do think that I've been in this community for a long time. I know this community in and out um, in a variety of different ways. And I know that I can, it sounds so simple, like such a simple idea, but I know that I can really listen. And we don't really have that here. It wasn't just that I was trying to fill um, the Democratic place on that ballot. Right. I, I felt, and other people felt the same way, that they, a lot of people didn't even know who our representative was at that time, um, and still don't actually when I'm at the doors. So I, I really truly feel that we need somebody who will listen to the people in this area and actually represent us. I think a lot of people across Missouri, even in the South, even more so maybe in the South St. Louis County area, feel that they don't have a voice and aren't heard a lot. I think that they feel that they are, I don't want to say minimalized, but they are kind of taken out of the picture. I don't think they even feel that they're part of what's happening at the state level. We've got to have somebody who will make them feel like they can have a voice there. And again, I know that that sounds pretty politician-y, but I, I, I really believe that. And it really goes into so many other areas other than just that. I have people who say to me, what about this Medicaid expansion? I thought we voted for that. Why is this still happening? Yeah. Um, and I try, you know, I, I'll talk to people about that, about that we need to make sure that that is protected. So I hope I am that person. That is the person that I feel, that's how I feel I'm qualified to, to do that very thing for folks. Yeah, it's funny because, you know, I, talking to so many people from so many districts, uh, I find that what you've just explained, that 
folks around here don't feel like they really have a voice in Jefferson City. That that's a mm-hmm. really common thing. Um, and, and I hope that this this push right now, and it's something that I'm advocating for heavily, is, you know, we, we everybody can pretty much name the president, their senator, maybe they can even name a couple of presidents, right? right. For most, most folks. Uh, yeah. But the, so much of the media that we consume is so national in scope. And it's amazing when folks step back and once you actually learn how everything is working, the vast majority of the things that affect your day to day are decisions mm-hmm. being made right down the street from you or right yes. down, you know, in your state, you know, not very far away. And the the difference between where you're at and where you could be isn't that much time from a week to week basis to just know what's going on and be engaged and be a part of the process. And yeah. I, I and I think we would see such an incredible difference if, you know, even 10 percent more people in this state took that mm-hmm. step, right? That just an hour a week or so to know what the heck is going on in the state. Um, and my goodness, what a difference that would make uh, uh, overall. Indeed. Engagement. That's such a, <laughs> you hit the nail on the head. That is such a perfect word. That's what we're trying to do here. We're trying to get that engagement. So <laughs> Indeed. So, That's what so, we've got to be doing. Speaking of engagement, how can folks do that with you? How can they best find you, websites, Twitter handles, whatever they can do to get a hold of Ann Zimfer to help her out? Well, of course, we have um, our website is zimferforrep.com. All the all those words together, no spaces. And my email is az numeral four rep ninety five at gmail.com. I'm also on Facebook and some for state representative. Excellent. Excellent. What would be the thing that would help you the most? Uh, you know, is it just donations? Is it having folks who could do postcards, door knocking? You know, what's the thing that you think would make the difference for you before we yeah. get to November? Volunteers. And, and when I say that, we need people to help us on the doors. We are trying our best to talk to as many people as we can in this district. Um, might I add very quickly that a big part of this new area of our district had been covered by Mary Elizabeth Coleman before. Ah. And those folks are really excited to see a Democrat on the ballot and, and somebody that they've said to me, oh, my gosh, thank goodness, you know, you could be somebody who represents me more so. So that's exciting. And we did see that in the primary results. But we need people who are able to do that for us. Um, We have a large area to cover. I I try as best I can to get to as many of those doors as possible. Um, We've kind of backed off from our phones right now, but we'll be hooping that up again. But we really want to be talking to people. That's the only way we can do this. If we're talking to people and listening to what they're saying to me at the door. So that's our biggest thing. Yes, donations always are a big piece of that because we have we have a message to get out in mailings and, and everything that we're doing between now and November costs money. That's that's what it means. Yeah. Well, well it sounds like we, we can work together here and we can we can make engagement cool again. Let's <laughs> Yeah, I like that. That needs to be a t shirt. Make engagement cool again. <laughs> Excellent. Well, Ann Zimfer, thank you very much for your time. Thanks for coming on the pod. I wish you the best of luck, and I look forward to uh, talking with you in Jeff City. Oh, thank you so much. Thanks. The Heartland Pod is a production of Midmap Media, LLC. Follow us on Twitter with at the Heartland Pod. 
With email, you can reach us, heartlandpod2020 at gmail.com, online with heartlandpod.com, subscribe, and please sign up for our Patreon with patreon.com slash heartlandpod. Become a podhead or an official podgressive today and unlock all of our content. See you at the next show.